The Blur Havoc podcast may contain content some may find offensive, vulgar, or inappropriate for work or school. All views expressed on this show solely belong to the individual that expressed them. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Blur Havoc Podcast. I am your host, the well-shaven, dreadlocked Alistair Haken. And we're going to jump right into it because I I completely forgot I saw this movie last year, but we got to talk about it because it's garbage, okay? But first, but first, but first, got to talk about the drink of choice here. Oh man, I love this drink. It is one of my favorite alcoholic beverages or mixers or whatever um, since I've moved and started season two. It is a Tennessee honey whiskey mixed with lemonade and a few drops of lemon juice um, on the rocks. I don't know what it's called, but I'll probably find out later and I'll get back to you on that. Mmm, that's smooth. That is smooth. It's not better than a white Russian though. White Russians are my jam okay so what are we talking about we are talking about the 2021 remake or sequel or soft reboot of the movie Candyman, starring um um who, who is this starring again yaya abdul mateen the second tiana paris with her cute so Nathan Stewart, Jarrett, Coleman Domingo, um, Kyle Kaminsky, Vanessa Williams. Who the hell is that? I don't know who it is. Virginia Madsen and my boy Tony Todd with the voice as smooth as velvet. All right. So let's talk about this movie because this movie. Oh, my bad. This movie is garbage. Okay. This movie's garbage. All right. Um, the film, <laughs> I'm reading the Wikipedia page, the film received generally positive reviews from critics. The movie is garbage, alright, and let me tell you why. Um, okay, so let's let's run through the plot, alright. Basically, it starts, and, and it's not garbage for the, the reasons you think it is, it's not because, you know, it's woke, which it is, and it's still garbage because of that, but it's garbage for other reasons. Um, but basically, the film starts... In like a like a flashback, where like this kid comes across this serial killer named the Candyman, um, and uh, like the police like kill Candyman and shit, you know, um, and I don't I don't remember the exact details of everything. Um, I tried to scrub this out of my brain, but I still remember bits and pieces of it. But. We'll, we'll jump to the, the current day, right? Or apparently it takes place in 2019. Um, so there's this guy that's like an artist who basically becomes obsessed with the lore of the Candyman and, you know, gentrification and stuff. Like, the, the reason why Candyman was created because 
uh, gentrification or something like that. Basically, he's all like, oh, I need to figure out what's going on with the Candyman. And, um, yeah, he did like an absolute unit. And I mean that sarcastically. He summons the Candyman by saying his name five times in a mirror. Um, like an absolute moron, right? Um, and then throughout the movie, for some reason, for some reason, when he does it, when he does it, right? It doesn't, like, he, it doesn't cause Candyman to be summoned and start killing people. Or killing him, right? Um, instead, he starts turning into Candyman for some reason. Where for some reason, everybody else that does it, they get killed. Like, they get absolutely slaughtered, right? And there's a scene later on the, in the movie that just... We'll talk about it. Um, so let me, let me lay down the ground rules of what exactly the Candyman is supposed to be in this movie, apparently. So apparently the Candyman is this being that can only be seen in mirrors, right? You can only see him in mirrors. Um, but he can like actually hurt you in the real world. It's just that you can't see him in the real world, right? Um, so after summoning, after, well, no, he summons, so Anthony summons the Candyman and the Candyman for some reason takes a liking to him. And, oh, I remember why he takes a liking to him. Okay, never mind. Um, that's not a plot hole. Uh, it's a, it's stupid, but it's not a plot hole, which are two different things. Um, so he, so the, the artist guy creates this exhibit where, like, you open this thing and it's like a mirror. And then, you know, basically beg, like, basically, like, get, trying to get people to say Candyman in the mirror five times or whatever, right? And, like, the guy that's hosting the art exhibit and his girlfriend or whatever like are screwing around and they and one of them says Candyman five times in the mirror and then the Candyman kills them right um they're white just put a pin in that it it matters it's just not right now it matters trust me um so and it doesn't matter for the way you th the thing you think it matters for um so Candyman kills those two right and then um then later on like this art critic who was like trashing Anthony's work this art critic shows up um, and he's like, she's like, hey, I want to interview with your thing because of your thing, right? Because basically she just wants an interview because somebody died, two people died because of this, right? Um, and like she gets an interview with him and like he's basically like losing his shit and like, like falling apart. And there's some pretty, cre I'm not, I'm not going to lie. There's some pretty creepy imagery in this section where like he could like see him in the mirror and like you're expecting a jump scare. It never happens. Stuff like that. Um. And then you're expecting him to, like, tweak and, like, kill the interview art lady, right? And he doesn't. But after he leaves, Candyman kills her and scoops her up and, like, kills her and, and shit, right? And, um, uh, and for some reason, she's nowhere near a mirror, but somehow the Candyman can kill her, if I recall correctly. I don't remember precisely, but it's a mild plot hole. If it is one. Um, so next, there's the scene with... There's a scene where, like, this this black girl is... I'm telling you, bro. Race is really important in this movie. I'm telling you. I'm not bringing up race just because. This black girl is in this uh, this bathroom stall. And, like, a group of white girls come to the bathroom. And, honestly, it leads to a scene that I believe is needlessly... It's needlessly cruel. And I genuinely think there's an agenda behind it, honestly. Um, 
but like the the black girl is hiding in the in the bath in the bathroom stall and her back huh her backpack has a black lives matter button on it which was so cringe um and then like the white girls are screwing around and they summon candy man the candy man kills all the white girls but not the black girl it's important not trust me it's important um slaughter all the underage bl- uh, white girls um i can't believe this mo- this movie made a something of a profit i'm kind of pissed off but uh, <laughs> um so basically uh you're seeing a pattern here i forgot to mention the art critic lady she's white too so you're, speaking, you're beginning to see a pattern here right that um the candy man only targets white people apparently i didn't see the original so i, I don't remember if that's the case but in this movie, he only targets white people. Or so we thought. Trust me, it's it, there's a reason why I'm bringing up the race. Um, so so then at some point, we get the, the lore of the Candyman universe. The, the Candyman cinematic universe, apparently. Where uh, apparently the Candyman was like this person who... As a matter of fact, let me, let me read this. Let me read the lore here. Um, no, let me find the the exact lore. Oh, I don't remember ex- exactly what it is. I'm trying not to get it incorrect. Oh, where is it? Okay, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. The legend originated in the ni- 1890s with Daniel Robitaille. Robitaille, 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 an artist who was mutilated and lynched for having an interracial affair with his client's daughter. And since then, the legend has been renewed for generations with the souls of other murdered black men, becoming part of the Candyman hive. So basically, the Candyman is a wraith, a specter, that possesses a new black man every generation to in, in, to, to incite his wrath upon the white race. I told you, I told you I wasn't bringing up race for no reason, bro. But <laughs> ah, this is so stupid. Um so yeah, so as you could see, the Candyman apparently only kills white people, which is cringe. It's cringe in 2022. It used it, it, it's supposed to be like a this apparently is supposed to be an alleg- like a, a some kind of symbol, symbolism for like gentrification or something like that. I don't fucking know. It's stupid. Um, <laughs> it's all stupid. So so let's go back to the beginning where the flashback is. It's like this kid like saw the Candyman. Like like saw someone who he thought was the Candyman um, get beat up by the police and killed. And then the police like killed him. And then he was basically innocent because the thing that he was accused of happened after he died. So it wasn't him. Um, right. But that kid that saw the Candyman was actually actually ends up being this crazy person in modern day who's like i want to i want to join the Candyman hive and keep the legacy alive or some stupid shit um and and here's the problem all right here's the problem with the entire Candyman lore that gets absolutely uprooted out of nowhere and it it's so stupid okay so the kid at the beginning of the movie he had a sister right and the sister summoned Candyman when he was when she when they were young, right? And Candyman kills her. The 
let me let me get this clear. Let me let me explicitly state what is going on. The young black boy from the beginning of the movie who saw candy who saw the the person that they thought was Candyman get killed by the police is black, right? He's black and he had a sister who was also black. And the sister summons Candyman and Candyman kills her. Do you see how that conflicts with the lore that was established beforehand? That Candyman is apparently some some wraith that like is trying to enact his vengeance on the white race. <laughs> it's so stupid. But how do you how do you make something that stupid and then screw it up <laughs> like before the movie is over? Where is it's literally this random scene that happens like before like it either before or at the beginning of the third act right and it's just like you you uprooted your own lore by having the candy man randomly kill a black kid huh it's funny how in the synopsis they didn't they don't bring up the fact that almost all of the victims of the candy man are white Nah, they just don't. Uh, let me see. Is there anything else I need to point out in here? Mm. This this movie is garbage. Um. Oh, I forgot to mention. Okay, so in the entire movie, like as the movie goes on, the main character Anthony becomes less and less grounded, and as as the move as the, the synopsis points it he's in a fugue state by the end of the movie um where he's just like completely out of it and like um yeah it's okay so the guy's name is burke right burke was the black kid at the beginning of the movie that saw candy man get beat up okay so burke he says burke reveals that he not only witnessed sherman's death who was the original like candy man but also his spirit return as the Candyman who killed his older sister and her friend after being summoned. Bro, bro, bro. Bro. You can't create new Candyman lore and then screw it up in the same movie. You can't do that. Right? And then, and then we're not even at the worst bullshit of the movie, okay? So... After the after the third act, right? The third act is starting, where, <laughs> where, okay. So Anthony is like in like I said in a fugue state. Um, apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently Burke, the crazy black guy that wants to, you know, who was at the beginning, the black kid at the beginning of the movie, right? The crazy dude. He apparently wants to. <laughs> he wants to get the police to shoot the main character Anthony. To. To, to restart the Candyman legend. And basically change it from a symbol of suffering to a symbol of vengeance. Which, that's literally what has been the thing the entire time based on the lore. Is that it's a spirit of vengeance. Just, okay. Um, then he, apparently he... He, oh yeah, I forgot. He did do this. He sawed off the main character's hand and then replaced it with a hook, which was just, which, by the time, 
I will tell you later why that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, so basically a chase happens where the main character, I forgot that, I forgot to even mention the main character's girlfriend because she literally does almost nothing before the third act, so I don't know, this movie's a mess. Um, the main character's girlfriend is like watching as like her boyfriend is like, it's like absolutely losing his mind and gets his hand chopped off and a, ho- a hook placed on and then the, the crazy black dude blurk Bur- burke <laughs> starts chasing her and she's running away and like she kills him with a pen and then the main character anthony like comes in and then the police kill him in the most bullshit moment ever because it's just like that's if you've ever interacted with police, you know that that's not how that works. They don't, they, like, if you if you ever interacted with police or seen police body cam footage, you know that the gun is usually not the first thing they go for. It's just not how police act. That No. I've interacted with too many police officers. If anything, they try their damnedest not to use the gun first. Trust me when I say this. They don't want to use the gun first. The way it happens in the movie is so stupid. Because he was literally just standing there and, like, holding his girlfriend, and then they just shoot him for standing there, which is... How do I put this? People that don't live in reality, that have a very specific set of worldviews, believe that bullshit. My dog is uh, tweaking in the background, I guess. Whatever. Okay, okay, so here's the here's the craziest part. Here's the craziest part. Um... The police apparently were going to do some corrupt nonsense. Let me see. Let me see. They got it right here. As the police detains and attempts to intimidate Brianna into agreeing that Anthony provoked them, which was just absolutely asinine that they wrote it that way, she summons Candyman through a rearview mirror who appears in Anthony's guise and massacres the police. Okay, so it does... It really under it understates how absolutely batshit insane that scene is, because Candyman doesn't just become like this like this ghoul who like has a hook and he's like supposed to be like a boogeyman, you know, who like a Freddy Krueger type, you know, villain who's supposed to be like this villain that doesn't attack directly. No, this man becomes Superman basically. Like he's this he's this flying entity that tanks bullets and just slashes people and like throws them around and stuff like he's super powered and it's just like uh what is this? Because he didn't have these abilities throughout the entire movie. So where where did this come from? This is nonsense. Right? Not to mention that the the only cop that really like and then and then that right there they broke the rules again because it was a black person that not only was it a black person that summoned them the person that summoned it didn't get attacked throughout the the rest of the throughout all of the the rest of the movie whoever summons Candyman gets attacked but in this one scene the one person who summoned Candyman didn't get attacked. What is this bullshit and why does it keep making money? Why do people keep thinking this is good? This is garbage. It's garbage. <sighs> God. You see my you hear my dog? My dog doesn't like this either. And then and then and then apparently the last instruction that the candy man tells her is to is to tell everyone. And then 
and then like he does this thing where like he says like the speech that like Candyman has in the lat the, like the first movie like it's supposed to be like like this thing that they constructed from the get go where it's supposed to be like you know this badass creed that he's supposed to let me see if I can find it the actual quote where like he just has like this this creed that he had in the first movie or whatever let me see here okay let me let me see let me see quotes quotes on i'm on imdb looking for a candy man quotes i cannot believe this oh, i found it i found it <laughs> they did this like it was some badass creed like that's supposed to be like something that all the Candyman fans know where he says i am the writing on the walls i am the sweet smell of blood on the street the buzz that echoes in the hall alleyways they will say i shed innocent blood you are far from innocent but they will say you were that's all that matters what 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 <laughs> They they set this up like this is supposed to be some some creed that like like his catchphrase or something like the green the Green Lantern's like um the Green Lantern's might speech like what is this oh my god it's atrocious it's garbage it's garbage and apparently it made seventy seven million dollars I don't think that's actually that's a budget of 25 million with a box office of 77.4 million. That's actually not much of a profit. That's not much of a profit. I can't believe people thought this was good, dude. Oh man. Let me see what Let me see what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care about the critics cuz the critics are stupid. Um let's see what the audience said. Oh, 70 Whoa, excuse me. 72% from the audience. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Goodness gracious me. Yeah, and I'm not even going to bring up the crazy cringe-like dialogue that happens throughout the movie. Where, Oh, God. It's just... Oh, man. Jesus. <laughs> I can't... Okay, so let me let me explain what is wrong with... like. Let me put it like a cliff note to what's wrong with this movie. First of all... The lore is inconsistent. The lore states that Candyman is supposed to be a, a a being of vengeance and suffering for all the black suffering in the world or something like that. And then, like, you know, it's established that he only really attacks white people, which is just... That's problematic if you really think about it, but we'll keep going. Um, and then, but but then the lore contradicts itself later, twice... By not only having Candyman kill black people, but then Candyman doesn't kill the person that summoned him. Which, throughout the entire movie, that has never been the case. Never been the case. Second, I forgot to mention this. Anthony apparently is... Okay, so, so there's some lore where the original main character of the first movie, like, <gasps> saved a bit... But yeah, so basically the lore of the extra lore is that the main character of the first movie, her name was like what? Helen Lyle. Um she like saved a baby from a fire that like some some candy like I think it's the candy man like there's really a ridiculous amount of <laughs> there's a ridiculous amount of lore for this 90 minute movie. Let's see. Let me see if I could just read it. There's a part where 
where like there's a scene where like he talks to his mother and then like his mother reveals the truth okay so yeah let's let's just read it he goes to a hot anthony goes to a hospital where he learns that his mother Anne marie lied about where he was born and when he confronts her she reluctantly reveals that he was the baby rescued from the bonfire the night helen died and that Candyman had been responsible for the spree she was blamed for and had planned to sacrifice him as well so basically Candyman was planning to sacrifice the main character anthony when he was a baby and then the first the the first movie's protagonist saved him from the fire and like i guess like kept Candyman in the fire and they both died in a blaze after she saved the baby right so that's the reason why the can when he summons the candy man uh the candy man doesn't kill him because he's supposed to be his next vessel is what the the, the ritual that he was trying to do apparently oh god so so him not being killed by Candyman after Candyman summons him, it's not a plot hole. It's just stupid. And the difference between stupid and a plot hole is that stupid doesn't break the movie. It's just stupid. A plot hole is stupid and it breaks the movie. But it's, it, this is this is just stupid. But but yeah, that scene was absolutely batshit insane. And another critique I have is that there's too much lore. There's way too much lore for this 90-minute movie. There's, like, four scenes of exposition with, like, these shadow puppet, like, you know, montages and stuff. There's, like, four of them, and it's... The lore is absolutely insane in this movie. Like, for a 90-minute movie, there should not be this amount of backstory. This is why I'm having such a hard time remembering it all, because when you've got more lore than a Destiny expansion pack, dude, you have a problem. Alright, a serious problem for a 90-minute movie to have this much lore is absolutely unacceptable. And I thought, originally, I thought the bees thing was kind of weird, but apparently that's how it was in the original movie, so I don't know what that was about. There were several moments in the movie that just were heavy-handed. Very heavy-handed in the dialogue. I can't remember any specific quotes, but... There's a lot of talk about white people being mean and gentrification and yada, 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 yada. I've, you've heard it all before if you've been on Twitter for 30 minutes, okay? It's nothing special in terms of trying to say anything, you know, amazing or revolutionary, you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much else to say. It was garbage. This movie was garbage. It had a forced message and then there was a, just a lot of... As, as I said before, there's a lot of obviously left-leaning points in this movie, such as gentrification and white people bad and, you know, vengeance against the white man and whatever, man. I've all, you've all heard it before if you've been on Twitter. It's nothing special, man. It's just, oh, God. The best part of this movie is that Tiana Paris is in it, and she's really attractive, and that's about it. That That's it, dude. That, that's it. The lore is broken because the, the events in the movie contradict what has been stated in the lore. The Candyman gets superpowers at the end of the movie for no clear reason. Um, the That's just the biggest thing right there. The lore is stated to be one thing, but the rules of the movie are constantly in a flux where they don't follow the lore. They don't follow what they have established. It's one thing to, like, screw it up when you're in a sequel and you forget what you wrote in the first one. But it's another thing to forget what you wrote in the current movie you're already working on. 
That's just ridiculous. Like, come on, dude. Not to mention, like, I'm not even going to mention the subjective stuff that I really did not like in this movie. I'm just talking about the objective things that were awful. But yeah, that's all I got for today because this, I, I don't want to talk about this movie ever again. I, ju I just brought it up because I forgot to mention it because it happened in between. I, I saw this movie in between seasons of the Blur Havoc podcast and I just thought it would make a very, a very fascinating episode because of how absolutely batshit insane this movie was in terms of how bad the the objective like portions of this movie are god i'm about to get in i'm about to get a much stronger drink dude but anyway that's all i got for today i have been your host the illustrious alistair haken um let me get another drink i will see you guys in the next episode Ta-ta for now. Thank you for listening to the Blur Havoc podcast. Purchase the Blur Havoc book series on Amazon Kindle or paperback today. 